I always wanted to help people. I just didn't know exactly what realm. So when I was in the relationship, I was actually training to be a spiritual coach and I loved it, but I really started to focus when COVID hit because I was in quarantine. I was all by myself in this dark house. Nope. My kids are out of the house and you know, it was crazy. Welcome to Into the Light Podcast. This is where we will be discussing and exploring all things Ascension. Ascension journey, Ascension journey mapping, and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to Into the Light. I'm your host, Adina Movana. Today we have Sana Johns. Sana is a personal empowerment coach and speaker with a background in facilitation, training, and corporate sales. With a focus on self-love, emotional regulation, and life balance, she guides individuals in navigating today's challenges and achieving personal empowerment from the inside out. Her strengths are self-love, building relationship to self, which includes uh, self-prioritization, emotional regulation, and life balance. Amazing. Thank you so much, Son. I love your background. It sounds amazing. I'm so glad to have you on the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, Adina. And thanks so much for having me. This is awesome. So, um, you know, I know I, I love to talk about people, talk to people about all things, you know, life coaching, personal development how we're healing through all of our issues in this process. So can you tell me a little bit about your work as a, I, I know your main focus now is coaching. Tell me a little bit about how you got here and what you, what you're really focused on in this work. Cause it sounds like a lot of, you know, self-love and things that we, we hear about all the time that we should be doing. Definitely. It all revolves around self-love for sure. And, you know, mm-hmm. I have quite a extensive background, but I'm going to condense it. So yeah. years ago I was in facilitation and training and some coaching as well on an executive level. And I loved it. And then I had kids, got married, you know, get forward. I also did a lot of uh, spokes work for household companies and things like that. I was always into speaking and broadcasting and I love to work with, with groups of people. So then after my divorce, I actually got into the corporate world. So before I was tr- training the corporate people, and then I okay. became one of them and was an executive uh, in executive sales. And I worked in the corporate world for 10 years. I learned a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, within that time frame, I started to get a little burnt out, started to feel it in right. my body and, you know, kept staying in it for the money, all the wrong reasons. You get so stuck in that, that whole right. thing. Right? Yes. And, and then, you know, skip forward even more. I got into a relationship, a very serious relationship. And right before COVID, uh, actually I resigned from that job and then in the relationship for a while, then I, uh, be right, right before COVID, that's when I completely did like 180 in my, in my work. Now I had mm. always wanted to be a coach. I always wanted to help people. I just didn't know exactly what realm. So when I was in the relationship, I was actually training to be a spiritual coach and I loved it, 
but I really started to focus when COVID hit because I was in quarantine. I was all by myself in this dark house. No, my kids are out of the house and you know, it was crazy. And so I ended I ended the relationship at this point, not knowing it was quarantine. So when I was in quarantine, that's when I dug really deep and Mm -hmm. I got into a very heavy spiritual practice meditation every day. Uh, did a lot of the healing that, you know, you and I spoke of for a minute, uh, a minute ago, um, just a lot of the healing, a lot of trauma from, you know, our childhood or whatever, everybody has something, right? We all have our, our wounds and our trauma. And so it was something that had just started to surface at this monumental point in my life. Cause I was in a very big life. My relationship was a very big life. And so the fact that I walked away, a lot of people were like, why, why would you do that? Right. It just wasn't resonating with my soul. And there just mm-hmm. were some things that just didn't feel right. And I didn't right. listen to my intuition. And as you know, <laughs> our intuition is usually pretty spot on, but it takes us a while to get it. So if right. I finally got it. And then when I got it, I dug really deep. And I that's why I always talk about self-empowerment from the inside out, because we don't realize how much power we have. And I didn't realize how much power I had, inner power, inner strength, courage, bravery, the wisdom that we have. And then, you know, being able to really hone in on that through our spiritual practice, whether it's meditation, prayer, nature, whatever that is. But mm-hmm. I was determined to not let this get to me. And I completely reinvented my life. So I got more into my coaching, but definitely okay. more spiritual level. And then I also had the opportunity to, br- to bring it into some corporate environments as well. As well. Now, not mm-hmm. so much the spiritual aspect of it, but a lot of the, the methods, the practices, the tools, the things that we navigate you know, through during challenges and adversity. And as you know, COVID was a really difficult time and people were scrambling to, to, to stay on top of things. So I was doing uh, some meetings then, I had some clients then, but then the last three years, three and a half years, this is where I am now. And I'm just helping other people become self-empowered from the inside out and letting them know that they have the power within them to do it if, if they want to. Right. Yeah. So many people right now, like you brought up a lot of good points about how we've all been experiencing the last few years. I myself also come from a corporate sales background. That's one of the reasons why I was excited to to interview you and talk to you about this today, because, you know, I went through heavy burnout and reevaluating my life and my priorities. And, you know, you were able to switch gears and and turn into a life doing the work that you, that, you know, your soul is aligned to. And a lot of us really are feeling that way. Like pandemic hit and it's like, that was a mental health crisis and, and we're all still dealing with it. And we don't, you know, now everyone's back in the world, but people aren't even really, you know, it's not like we're back. There's, there's no new going back to the, you know, back to normal, right? We're all trying to figure out what that is now. So yeah, are you seeing a lot of your clients coming in who've been having kind of personal uh, moments where they're trying to, you know, change life course and, and kind of do a 360, even in some cases. Yes, absolutely. They're definitely mm-hmm. reevaluating where they are. They're real reevaluating themselves, the relationship to themselves also in their, their personal lives, professional lives, people are changing courses. And I, I find that there's more of a focus on what really fills them up before mm-hmm. it was more, what can I have? What can I make? How much money? And now it's more like, what's really going to 
fill me up and be aligned with who I am. And I love that because, you know, I live the big life. I know about the big life and it's great. Don't get me wrong. I may have nothing wrong with all that, but you have to be happy with everything else around you. You have to be around like, you know, the right people and people that love you and care about you. And then everything has to be aligned. Otherwise, all of that really doesn't matter. So what I learned was a really valuable lesson is to really go within and look at the things that really matter. And I've done that. And I see it in a lot of my clients too. It's their focus has shifted, which is really beautiful to see. You see them shift and that light goes on and they're like, oh my God, that's really working. I feel really great. Oh my gosh, I'm setting boundaries. I'm changing my relationships. Like people are actually taking me seriously and I feel really empowered. So, you know, when we talk about empowerment, it's kind of a big umbrella, right? So I'm getting at different angles, but I think that you kind of get the gist, right? So it's all about balance. Like I feel like we're, we're finding balance in a holistic way, mind, body, spirit, everything in alignment. I like to talk about that a lot in my, what I'm hearing. And that's been also, you know, my journey is finding areas that are imbalanced and we, we go through these huge healing process. So like healing the traumas that are creating those frictions in our interpersonal life and even in our careers and things. So um, yeah, that's, that's, that's part of the whole process of, um, you know, going through the, the spiritual journey. So tell me a little bit about like, uh, I know we talked a little, talked before uh, ascension and law of attraction and, you know, spiritual paths that brought us to where we are today. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about law of attraction or ascension or what, what kind of, um, you know, spiritual practices you started incorporating in your life when all this was happening? Well, I think when you are in stillness and you, you know, you breathe into your body and you are really like assessing your life and self-reflecting, and this isn't something that happens overnight, as you know, it's a process, right? But I find that when you're able to be still really shut down all the technology and just be with yourself and take care of yourself, like love yourself and do things that bring you joy, be around people that bring you joy. I mean, I love music. So whenever I'm having mm. like a little bit of a down mood, my go-to is music. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> it improves your frequency. That's yeah, what we say, right? <laughs> and I will tell you that it is very true. Listen, you can talk to somebody who's been going through some really tough times and it's not always easy for them to raise their frequency, but right. even raise it a little bit, it's going to make a difference because our frequency does attract the same frequency. And yeah. what I found is that once you get in that frequency, most of the time, because we can't always be in it hundred percent. I mean, that, that's the goal, but we're not always <laughs> going to be able to do that. Uh, we start to create this momentum. And then when we create the momentum, oh my gosh, we have this opportunity and this person comes in our life and this friend or, or this opportunity shows up and it's, it all just starts to work. So it's really about having that mindset that, you know, trusting the process. I know it's cliche, but it's very true. It's very true. But when you really connect with, with God's source universe, whatever that is for someone or you or me or whatever, Mm -hmm. that's when you're able to really learn to trust and then be open to all the signs. And so when you get those signs and you're like, oh my God, I was just thinking about that. I needed an answer for that. Synchronicities are happening. Right. So that's what really hit me on my process, my ascension process, which is Mm -hmm. still evolving. I mean, we're all really evolving in this, but I do believe that we have to try to keep our frequency 
at a, at a high level. And that's love. And we have to try to love as much as we can, even though there's so much division and things going on right now, which saddens me, but we also have to look at the people that are trying to change it like yourself and other people that are really trying to raise self-awareness, which I try to do as well, even though self-empowerment coach, it's all about integrity. It's all about character and it's all about discernment. So discernment, discernment. Is, you know, choosing from day to day in these difficult situations, am I going to do this? Am I not? Am I going to accept that invitation? Am I going to go to that establishment? Using discernment was a game changer for me. And mm-hmm. it took a while for it to be a default system. Right. Do you, we have to learn how to reprogram so much of what we do on a day-to-day basis, how we're making decisions that are best for ourselves, not just, you know, you know, what we think we have to accomplish and pouring everything into you know, <laughs> trying to pour from an empty container that we can't do much more with. So, you know, these are very important, you know, day-to-day things that have to be incorporated. And it's very challenging. We, um, we talked a little bit about that and in this process. So tell me a little bit about when you're working with clients, where are they? And then what what kind of, what kind of challenges are they experiencing? What type of areas are we fixing? And, you know, where do we see a, like a huge outcome that's, you know, transformational? A lot of the people that I've worked with or that I continue to work with are having trouble with balance, life balance, overwhelmed, difficulty setting boundaries, people pleasing, Uh, you know, worried about what everybody else thinks, that kind of thing. So most of my clients are going through, uh, they're they're trying to find ways to set boundaries, which is definitely a step in for empowerment, for sure. It's one Mm -hmm. of the most important things we can do is set boundaries for ourselves and then boundaries for others if needed. So many need boundaries. Most of them do. We all do. Most of us weren't taught boundaries when we were growing up, right? So boundaries, life balance, self-prioritization is huge because I firmly believe that we have to take care of ourselves in order to be efficient, to be productive in our jobs and to really be able to give the love to our loved ones. And, you know, if we don't, again, it's cliche, but if we don't fill our cup, if we don't take care of ourselves, we're really not going to be as effective in all of our other areas of life. And I, and I truly believe that when we are really connected to ourselves that, and we love ourselves and we self-prioritize ourselves that everything else starts to fall into place. And plus we heal those around us. So we heal our families unconsciously definitely right so we start to make changes our kids see it our friends see it and whether or not they like it or not they're learning from it right or like (laughs) so you're kind of raising awareness not knowing it so yeah yeah I mean so that's it's like when we when we heal ourselves yeah like when we heal ourselves we heal the others around us and a lot of people resonate in this process They, they start to see how I know even myself as a parent, uh, you know, how we're unpacking so much generational trauma right now. And we, we actively prevent that from passing a lot of that to our children. So just having an awareness around that becomes so important and starts to really heal, heal things around us. So yeah, I love that you brought that up. So um, do you work with people primarily like one-on-one? Cause I, I noticed you also do a lot with, like I said, going back into companies and, you know, using your corporate background. So tell me about that because that sounds really great, especially if we want to start getting, you know, like businesses, you know, having you know, people who work there, the employees, employer relationships, like a lot can be improved in, you know, sure. our corporate structure. So tell me a little bit about how, how you're working in that regard. 
So I do one-on-one coaching. It's usually an eight-week program that I start out with mm. because I okay. feel you need to have consistency. There needs to be accountability. And most of the people that I started working with in my company or with my business is they were in the corporate world. They were in right. the HR arena. Most of them were in the HR arena, most females, but definitely some males as well that were having some struggles within their workplace and their bosses. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. And then it kind of, as things opened up, as things got better in the world, we could get out a little bit. Then I started to talk in some corporate settings and it was really about growth mindset, our perception, our are that words have power in the workplace and how we treat others and authenticity right. and vulnerability. And so I put together a program and I started talking at more corporate related companies to raise awareness in that sense of mm-hmm. you know, how do we handle difficult situations? How do we respond instead of react? Because this is a very reactive world. So that's yeah. a big part of my talk. And then what I did is I scaled it down and I started marketing myself as going into companies that are small to medium size, I mean, it could certainly be a larger size, but smaller groups, like yeah. 10 to 20, 25 people where mm-hmm. it's interactive coaching. So mm-hmm. I'll kind of you know, have an agenda of what I just talked about with the last presentation, and then it'll be interactive. And someone will say, well, you're dealing with this at home and then I'm bringing it to work. And then, so we'll talk about that. It'll be all very interactive. And it's very effective because everybody learns from everybody else. And they're just, you know, day-to-day issues that we deal with, or it could be a customer on the phone that they're dealing with at work. Because a lot of times I'm working with companies that have difficult clients or customers. And so how do they work around that? How do they regulate their emotions around that? And Mm, yeah, that really important day-to-day. And not allowing others to take your power away, which is a really big thing in my coaching is, you know, we have to stand in our power and the way we stand in our power is to become really comfortable and really loving of ourselves and self-empowered. Right. So when I talk about inner world success, that's what I'm talking about at a great place and solid within ourselves so that we're able to not allow people to take our power away. And a lot of that is pausing before responding, taking, yeah, you know, thinking through, and then if you do react, why did I get triggered? You know, all of that. So yeah. Do you, do you have, um, do you deal with people? Do you talk about, uh, like any ego based problems or, um, using empathy versus being more like, I don't, I'm curious to know, because I, I, I feel like a lot of, a lot of self-awareness, uh, starts to come in when we have to use, like be empathetic towards someone else. And I've had, I've had work friction where I felt like that was the barrier. It's just like, you're so in inside yourself. So yeah, I'm curious if you're helping people through some of this, uh, like ego work, you know, cause I know on the spiritual journey, there's a lot of that going on, but sometimes people aren't as focused on those things when they're in their day to day. Right. Well, there is a strong need for it. Let yeah. Me, sure. You know, there's a very strong need for that and, and it'll happen, but it's going to happen probably slowly. And it, it takes a certain company or mindset of the, the leaders to mm-hmm. take that mindset and be open. But that was part of my mission when I was doing more of that work. And I still do some, but now I'm, I'm shifting a little bit, but um, to answer your question, yes, the empathy, I do talk about the ego. I talk about like, you know, Journaling is a big thing. The lead, mm-hmm. leadership training, I talk about journaling and looking at the patterns, identifying the patterns over time and asking ourselves, you know, did I, did I handle that well? You know, what could I have done better? 
we do a we do a session where we really go deep actually mm. uh, and allows people to get out of their ego. And I do say ego, I say, we leave our ego at the door and we're <laughs> going to you know treat people with appreciation and caring and support and thankfulness and all of those good things. And then yeah. also that the energy in the workplace is contagious. So mm -hmm. it's so important for people to watch their words, to watch their actions and to be in a good vibration so that other people are going to be productive and they build relationships that well. And as you mentioned, vulnerability, that's how we build relationships. Yeah. And it sounds like that, especially when you're doing group, you're working in the workplace and there's some group coaching going on and people are a little bit vulnerable. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit then what you're doing now, what you're focused on, because it sounds like you shifted and what are you really working on right now? That's a priority for you. So right now I am still doing some speaking engagements, and but I'm, I'm focusing more on the interactive uh, type settings at small companies. And then I love my one-on-one -on -one mentoring. I'll always do some one-on-one -on -one mentoring because to me, I love holding space for someone and seeing the shift, feeling the shift within them is so beautiful. Love it. It's great. It's so rewarding. And then I think what's really the most difficult thing, you know, as we were talking earlier is that we're spiritual beings living in a human world. Mm -hmm. And as much as we are ascending and we are becoming more spiritually aware, we still live in a human world. Yeah. We have to do our, still operate in the 3d, they say. We still want to go on vacation. We still, there's still things that we have yeah. to do. And so I think my focus is going to go in that direction a little bit more about being mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally balanced, mm -hmm. where um, we can take care of ourselves, but we can find the balance because I'll admit, I'll be vulnerable with you right now. <laughs> I could easily just be in meditation and be in total, total bliss because I felt it and I've experienced it and it's amazing. But the reality is we got to get out. We got to do things. And yeah, I like to have fun too, but you right. know, find that balance and you have to work and make some money and pay your bills. Yeah. You know? Like, how are we supposed to, I, you know, I struggle with that too. Cause we, we get so much messaging, like, Oh, do yoga every day, do meditation, do sound healing, do a lot sound bath. Like, it's like, if, if we don't have hours and hours, I follow one woman and she teaches like a two minute Bellini meditation with the breath and it's breath work and it's sound. And it's, it's like all packed in the <laughs> we have to have this, this jam packed, yeah, lifestyle. So I'm curious about your, your daily practices, because it sounds like you work with, work with clients, you encourage the journaling and the meditation. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about like the, like why you're doing day-to-day -day things and, and what do you, uh, what do you like, do you have like tools, the toolkit that people need to, to do this work on a day-to-day -day and, and incorporate it into like their super busy lives? Cause that's what we're all struggling with. <laughs> Yes. No. And that's a really good, that's really the million dollar question, to be honest. Yeah. How do we do it? <laughs> well, first of all, you have to do what works for you. Mm -hmm. it, it, customize it. And when I start working with clients, they may have never meditated before. Right. You start out with seven minutes, maybe seven minutes a day, and then okay. work your way up over time. And honestly, even 30 minutes a day, a morning would, you would see a significant uh, result over even a few weeks of just right. sitting in silence. Now you can do a guided meditation. You can do silence. You can just do music. There's some be beautiful Hertz music that you can listen to. Um, but in my, my practice, I use a, a journal of a gratitude list. Mm -hmm. I also write, you know, have goals and, and, you know, things that you want out of your life, you know, as well. Yeah. 
like don't. your vision board. Yep. On paper. We got it. <laughs> a notebook that has all of that. And then I take time out every morning and I, and I teach my clients to take time every day, even if it's, even if it's five minutes. And if you can't do it in the morning, which that's the best time to do it before you start your day, it's also good at night. I do it in the morning. If I can, if it's crazy, I fit it in during the day or, or I will do a meditation at night okay. because what happens is you kind of get so accustomed to doing it that you feel ungrounded if you don't. Yeah. yeah. Because- you want to start your day on a good note or right. even, even small rituals, like, you know, uh, gratitudes or, uh, you know, of affirmations in the morning I've heard. Yes, people, yeah, as you, sure. and yeah. So I, I love that daily tips is, is really good. And, um, you know, I'm curious about your own spiritual background. Do you, did you come from us any kind of, um, you know, spiritual tradition or religious background, or did, I know you mentioned you had like your divorce and your kind of, I guess, calamities in life hit, but like, yeah, I'm curious about the, how you decided what your spiritual practice is and maybe what, if, if you came from a certain religious tradition. Well, it didn't really come from a religious tradition. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm an Armenian and I have a couple other little things in me, yeah. but um, my mom was very spiritual and I didn't really realize it until I got older and I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, because I, I wouldn't call us really a religious family, but you know, we went to church every so often, but definitely more spiritually based. My mom was really into a lot of philosophy and Khalil Cabron and all of these, these books that I didn't realize after she passed that, oh my gosh, right? So I don't know if I just innately kind of took that on or whatever, but I think it was the patterns throughout my life of you know, I, I really felt like I had a pretty good self-esteem, honestly, but I wasn't necessarily choosing all the best things for myself. And mm-hmm. so through these patterns that were repeating, and then, you know, my monumental one, just like three, four years ago, um, you know, that's when you, it really hits you and you really think, okay, what is the lesson here? Because as you know, the universe is going to keep on nudging us until we get <laughs> Yeah. It's like, you they send little like bigger and bigger, bigger pebbles or rocks thrown at us or then boulders are coming down. There's signs everywhere. And and when they start to get really consistent one after another, then, you know, the universe is trying to tell you, this is not good. You need to listen to your body. You need to listen to your intuition. So to answer your question, I think a series of those patterns that maybe weren't the most healthy for me uh, in a personal level and some professional as well. I mean, like I talked about the burnout and overworking and pleasing and trying to be the best mom. I have two boys. I raised them all by myself. You know, Mm. Um, I was a single mom is what I meant. And so I think that that just really caused me to, or forced me to kind of go within and work on what truly brings us that inner peace and fulfillment and, and honestly, it's within that's the theme, you know, that I'm hearing is we don't, I, I come from a Muslim background and we kind of talk a lot about connecting to God, or there's no intermediary between yourself and God. And, um, to me, that also makes sense when, when people are talking about meditating or, uh, spiritually connecting to source energy, there's no intermediaries. And even, even now in the spiritual world, I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, the breaking down that we have to work with spiritual like gurus or shamans or leaders, like we, it's all in ourselves and we, we are, we are, we're connected, right. Divinely to source, um, right. whole, through our intuition, right. <laughs> in the whole, or, you know, structured type religion. I mean, it, it's fine. I and mean, there's no judgment. If people are okay with that and that's their foundation, there's nothing wrong, but you can become spiritual without being in some type of a, you know, we're not gonna make this religious conversation, of course, but it's really what works for you. And it's your relationship with 
God, source, universe. It's your relationship that matters. And it's not about, oh, I don't want to get into it. It's not about going to church every week. It's just like, yeah, I get it. it's just really praying and being grateful every single day and building that relationship and that trust within yourself. And then you're able to really, really do anything. And then yeah. you, you start to attract beautiful people in your life, like, like yourself and, you know, certain yeah. people that, that kind of come into our lives and you're like, oh my gosh, this is great. So nice. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, and I, I just like to talk on the religious subject because I think a lot of us are healing through that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, religious religion wound or uh, mm -hmm. feminine and fem females are even dealing Definitely. with, you know, healing through the witch wound. I heard late recently where we, you know, we were like women were burned at the stake. So there's a lot of uh, problems that we're healing through our religious backgrounds, whether sure. it's in our lifetime or um, you know, generationally what's been passed down. That's why it's, it's nice to hear, like, you know, we all have parents that came from certain religious backgrounds and, uh, you know, that it's influenced us. So I, I believe we're all here, like healing this generational trauma. Like that's part of our, our mission. It's 2023, the world is going through ascension. And what does that really mean to me? It feels like, you know, we're doing all this trauma that's coming up, it's surfacing and it's being, you felt through and you have to feel it in order to heal it. So, um, you know, I think it's very important to, you know, reflect on our own religious practices or religious backgrounds or spiritual tradition. Cause it's, to me, you sound like a very spiritually focused person. And I think that's beautiful. Like anyone to me who does day-to-day -day practices, that's a hard thing. Only a small percentage of the population is really doing that. So, <laughs> you know, that's like I said, it can be less than 10 minutes. It's, it's the intent. Yeah because our intention is everything. And again, that's the law of attraction a little bit too, because if yeah. we get up and we set the intention, okay, of how we want our day to go. And we're going to set the intention that we are grateful for everything and grateful for the day that's ahead of us and set right. those intentions in our mind. That's all you need to do. So even if it's a few minutes, it's, it's retraining your brain and our soul is evolving through doing these things every day. And it's okay if it's a slow process because it, it can be slow, but yeah. you see the growth and you feel the growth. So, yeah, totally. I mean, it happens. And in my mom, my grandmother, so you talk about generational. So my grandmother was in the massacre, the Turkish Armenian massacre, yeah. girl, and okay. she you know, went through quite a bit and uh, she survived. And so I took on a lot of that trauma. So I had to work right. through and yeah. so many layers of generational trauma, you know, with I mean, you know, past lives, like you said, with the, you know, everything else. Well, we so much, so much comes up, so much comes up in the world, in this work. So I imagine when you're working with clients, like, especially you said, you like to do the one-on-one -on -one work, to what degree are their lives just being, is, it, you know, it feels like things get worse a lot of times or more difficult in the spiritual process. It feels like I've heard stories of your life is turned upside down, divorces happen, break, you know, so things are happening to us. So how do you, how do you really help and support people as they're, you know, dismantling some of these massive uh, traumas and issues that might be surfacing? That's a great question. It's, it's really all about supporting them and allowing them to know that this is part of the part of the process. It's part of our evolution. It's part of us growing every day and becoming more empowered, uh, loving ourselves more than ever before and unapologetically and, you know, helping th them through that. Uh, honestly, a lot of the people that I've worked with have found a way to kind of work through. They have some of the hiccups, but for the most part, 
they have worked through it and they know mm. what to accept and they know why they're feeling certain things. And once you're aware of, okay, this could be why I'm feeling this way, you know, this or that, the energy, whatever, then you're like, oh, okay, I got it. Okay, time to move on to my next. So it's when you don't really know what's going on that you kind of get thrown off. And yeah, it has, it has had an effect on relationships too, I think, but I think that it's done it's really about that individual, what really works for them. And I, yeah. I tell people what to do. I, I always want people to work things through on their own. And I tell them mm -hmm. to listen to their intuition and I teach them how to build trust within yourself and, uh, and, and get the support because support is so important. There's no way that I would be sitting here right now if I didn't have the support that I had. And I still have it. Coaches have coaches. Therapists have, coaches have coaches. Yeah. Healers have healers. We all yeah. need somebody. And I would not be sitting here right now if I didn't have my support system. Right. I'm well, so that's, a, that's amazing. So, and, and everyone has to work with the right person that's for them. You're going to align or resonate with someone very different than, you know, other people from a different religious or whatever. So, you know, I, I love this because I like to bring awareness to, you know, how this work is being done, who's doing it. I mean, you, you walked us through so much information about how this, these transformations are occurring and also how to bring it to a practical level in our corporate jobs or in small containers where we can do this work together. So that's really beautiful and amazing stuff that you're doing. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So where can our listeners find you if they're interested in hearing more about what you do or maybe putting like, I don't know, I think some people who might have a situation, maybe even want to bring you into their small business or things like that. Like where can they find you? Uh, I have an Instagram handle that's Sana Life Coach, just simple Sana Life Coach. Yeah. And then I'm also on LinkedIn, also as Sana Life. And I do have a website, which is sanalife.com. And that gives you a whole array of all the things that I do. So okay. I think that would give people a pretty good idea for sure. Yeah, I love it. And we're going to have all of that, uh, you know, listed under this episode and for our listeners to click on if they want to, you know, find you and follow you, definitely uh, reach out. And yeah, your website is amazing too. So uh, it had so much information about your works and your inspiration and even your story with your divorce. So um, yeah, I definitely recommend going there. So any, any last words that you'd like to leave our listeners with or or words of, of wisdom, things that you might want to share to leave us off with? I think what I'd like to leave with is that we create our own reality. We really do. It's really in our thoughts and our words and our actions and that we do have the power within us to withstand the challenges, the negativity. It, it is very possible. And the way we do that really is through loving ourselves and loving others. That's the bottom line. Bottom line. Love, is, love is the greatest healer. It really yeah. truly is. And that's what I've learned from my journey in this space that I'm in right now, that it's really about genuine people and authenticity and love. And love, love is the biggest healing energy we have. And I even was listening to something the other day where it's like, we're all here. Uh, like, it's like a playground and our mission work as a souls on this earth is to learn and master the concepts of love. Like we are trying to figure yes. out what it means to be loved. Why does it hurt when someone loves me versus not hurting when someone loves me? I love it. It's a tough one. Yeah. And self-love comes from some forgiveness of yourself and uh, all of the pain we're in. So thank you. We're all struggling. Um, like we said, the pandemic's hit. Uh, you know, people are having a lot of mental, physical life challenges, interpersonal relationships. So 
Um, this work is so important and I love that you're out there and your website and your materials is helping people. So um, yeah, it was amazing having you on the, on the show today, Sana. Thank you so much. Thank you. It, it was great being here. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. And um, yeah, let's, I'll have everything linked to the bottom of this episode. Thank you everyone who's listening. And uh, this is Into the Light with Adina Movana. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at that website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light.